0: Hey, what's up guys? It's your boy Fenyo. This is the early Blink podcast coming at you on Tuesday, the last day of our month of October. I'm here to talk about MMA and I'll take uh, a few minutes to talk about uh, the Nganu thing, I guess. Uh, there's not much to talk about. So Francis Nganu, as we know, had a dispute with the UFC, leave the compa- left the company Uh, somehow managed to get a fight against uh, Tyson Fury. Uh, I think it was supposed to be an exhibition match, but it got changed to a professional boxing match. So they have a fight, a 10-round fight, under professional boxing rules. And Gano looked decent. Uh, I wouldn't say he looked great. Uh, He looked like a a competent, uh, super athletic uh, boxing pro. To my surprise, to be honest, I thought... I mean, before the fight, I thought... Uh, clearly, Nganou is a good athlete. He he can get to look decent after doing a whole camp. But then all the bad work that he was showing before the fight, he was looking very bad. Uh, some people were saying it was deception. I, I do not think. I think uh, Francis, um, for athletic as he is, he's not a very... Uh, how can I say he's, he's like fine, fine coordination is not the best, but, but he can still put some power together and he has a good mind for fighting. So yeah, I mean, he looked decent. Uh, He dropped Tyson Fury with a shack hook on the second round. And then a few of the other rounds were competitive. Uh, Francis were doing good stuff with the double jab, uh, uh, he was looking very strong in the clinch, using uh, decent footwork there to get some shot-offs. Uh, Tyson Fury in his part looked uh, awful. To be honest, he looked super bad. He looked bad, and and yeah, I mean, when it comes to a decision, I don't really know. I watched the fight, and it was a very dull fight, from uh, except for a few moments. Uh just great that Francis got to got the bag <laughs> after. Approving uh, Dana Dana White wrong is always a good thing, so I'm happy for the guy. I just hope, uh, I just hope the fight didn't happen in, was it Saudi Arabia or, I think it was Saudi Arabia. Uh, anyway, it's a very sketchy place to get your money from, but it's whatever, yeah. I'm not expecting fighters to, to make them the uh, the best moral decisions. I'm still happy for Nganou. Uh, Fucked on a white, as always. Uh, didn't think much of the fight. Uh, there are a, r- a lot of rumors going on about uh, Nganu versus uh, Joshua on Africa. And also Nganu versus Wilder in MMA. So, so yeah, I mean, N- Nganu N'ganu the top name in combat sports right now. Uh, crazy stuff, crazy stuff to be honest, uh, and I don't want to go really into much detail about it, um, I, uh, all the boxing guys already gave us their takes, and and yeah, I thought the, the fight was uh, removing the context, uh, the other thing is that I did not watch this live, so the fight was not very exciting at all for me. Uh, I'm guessing it was very exciting live. I did for a while. Uh, watching the replay, I thought it was a, a bad fight. To be honest, <laughs> so yeah, I won't. I won't talk about much about it. Um, so why don't we move on to to some fight announcements? What is about? Uh, what is there? Uh, Phil Hoss is going to fight Bruno Verheira. Uh Both guys with big power. Uh, Phil Hoss sketchy Sheen probably, so maybe he's getting bombed, but he should be a lot better than Bruno here, so... yeah, I mean, the, good matchmaking for 185, really. Uh, I mean, Phil Hoss has been kind of disappointing, like, he... he has been looking good most of the time, and then he either dies or s- does something super dumb. So, so yeah, I mean, I guess I'm hoping Phil Hoss wins this one, because he does some cool stuff sometimes, um, Benil Dariush is going to main event a card against Arman Sarukian. So, very interesting fight, very important fight for 155. Uh, very excited about this one. And, and yeah, I mean, great main event. Uh, I think the five rounds favor Sarukian with his gas tank. Uh, we'll see how Dariush deals with him, especially because Sarukian is. Uh, fast and powerful on the feet, I think uh, Dariush, probably the better striker of the two, but and also Dariush, as as, you, as we know, uh, very good defensive wrestler, defensive grappler. So yeah, I mean, it's a big test for Sarukian if Dariush wins this one, uh, a title shot, I don't know, it depends. Uh, I think the, the rematch against Oliveira is interesting and also a fight against Islam, it's very interesting, and um, same goes for Sarukian, so yeah, I would be fine if this is a title eliminator, for sure. Uh, very interestingly, uh, the co-main cool event for that card is Dan Hooker versus Bobby Green, and this will be five rounds, so very excited about this one too. Not sure I like uh, Dan Hooker for Bobby Green, I think the, the long range distance, I think the five rounds also favor a uh, hooker here. But yeah, I mean, I, I have to, I have to watch some tape for this one, but, but it sounds like a complete banger. Um, hooker losing a bit of a speed could play into the, the hands of Bobby Green. Uh, Bobby Green's kick defense is not, uh, it's not bad. So I'm not super concerned about him, like getting his leg shoot up or anything like that. But I'm, I'm a bit concerned about uh, Bobby's, uh, being like stuck uh, at long range against Dan here, uh, if he gets on the inside, Hooker still has some uh, nasty striking in, on the inside with the left hook and the clinching. Obviously, very dangerous with the knees. So I think Hooker uh, is a pretty, pretty dangerous matchup for Bobby. Uh, but yeah, I mean Bobby. If he gets, like, the jab going, can get on the inside, uh, can put his speed together here, uh, he might get some stuff done. Even if they grapple, both are, like, very good grapplers, um, solid wrestlers, both. Uh, obviously, like, Bobby has a, a deeper skill set when it comes to wrestling and mat wrestling and that kind of stuff. But I think Hooker is, like, better put together to defend takedowns in an MMA context, so... It would be interesting, and if this being five rounds makes it all all the most interesting, just because uh, it's more likely that we will we'll see more faces of their games. Um, I think we'll see uh, Bobby Green kicking more than he usually does here, and I think he's a good kicker. And also the clinch could be interesting because Bobby has some tricks in the clinch. He has some good elbows and knees. Uh, but hard to hard to get that going against someone as tall and good at leveraging as Dan Hooker is, but very excited about this fight. Uh, Tsuro Taira is fighting uh, Carlos Hernandez. Uh, I think Taira should be fighting a higher level of opposition, uh, but should be a good one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, expecting Taira to fight like a higher level already. Cody Brundage is not getting caught. I think he's in a three-fight losing streak or something. He's fighting an undefeated guy, Zach No, don't know anything about that. Uh, This one is a complete banger. Uh, Matt Schnell was supposed to fight Steve Ercek, that was a very good fight, but uh, Schnell is out, now uh, Alessandro Costa is fighting Steve Ercek and this will be tremendous, I guess. we saw Costa. Uh, his last fight, he fought Jimmy Flick. He he just massacred <laughs> Flick with the with the calf kick and the body shots, and then a big round and pound at the end. And you know Erzeg, Erzeg like very tricky, like long striking. Uh, he's super tough, and his his transitions on the ground are nasty. So uh, yeah, I mean, very very excited about this one. That I, and this one is probably going to to fly under the radar, but this one is very very good. There were some rumors about um, Oliveira versus Gambrot I think. And yeah, yeah, that, that's that's probably interesting. Uh, but I won't talk about that because I think it's not confirmed as of right now. And yeah, I mean, very few announcements. So let's get into this card. And uh, after a break, uh, this Saturday, the UFC returns. Uh, this event is in breath in Brazil, if I'm not mistaken, this is uh, Jayton Almeida versus Derrick Lewis, uh, not sure what to think about this one, um, Almeida obviously very dangerous from top position, he has a good nasty top game, um, and decent takedown saved that by his tremendous athletic ability, uh, you know Almeida is mostly about like front kicking guys against the cage and then just shooting for the takedown. And that's it, mostly, I mean, he has looked, like, competent on the feet at times, but mostly of his game is just shooting, like, takedowns and muscling there. And then you have Derek Lewis, you know Derek Lewis uh, hasn't been, like, the easiest guy to, to submit, but the ground and pound has been there for a few of his opponents as of late, and Almeida, Almeida is very controlling, very heavy from the ground, uh, from top position, but uh, the ground pound is not great. I mean, he still damages people because he's huge and he's athletic, but the ground pound leaves a lot to be desired. So maybe Derrick Lewis can use his size. Uh, Almeida is only like 230 uh, pounds, uh, while Derrick Lewis, as you know, he usually cuts to make a uh, heavyweight. I think not anymore since he got in shape. Between quotes, but but yeah, maybe maybe this is a, one of those fights where we see Derek Lewis like getting back to his feet with his legendary get-ups, or maybe just like survives enough, uh, use his athleticism to to survive on top position. I uh, on bottom position, uh, just staying safe against Almeida here. Uh, Almeida does have a good uh, rear naked choke, and DC got the rear naked choke against Lewis, so. I don't know, uh, but still interesting, it's interesting, not not as interesting as it was against Curtis Blades that was supposed to be the original main event on this one, but I think uh, if we do not have Curtis Blades Bruce Lewis is one of the most interesting fights we can get for Almeida right now, the other one would be like Romanov I guess, or Spivak Spiva coming off a loss though, so they want to give momentum to Almeida getting a win here after Derek Lewis got a big win. I mean, it's interesting. I do not expect this to be a good fight, but it's interesting and will give us something important to look forward on the heavyweight division. The co-main event is Gabriel Bonfim versus Nicolas Dalby. Um, This is all right. Um I think this is the this is probably the right level of opposition for Bonfim right now. Bonfim is still young. Um and yeah, what it's interesting about this is that uh Gabriel has been has a lot of early first round knockouts and submissions and they'll be super tough and has a tremendous gas tank. and to be to to Davi's credit um he gets more and more damaging as the fight goes on, especially when he starts fighting the elbows and the knees, so this has the the chance to become very interesting, I still think Gabriel is going to find the finish early, to be honest, um, and after this one I think, I mean if Gabriel once again wins easily I think it's time to match him against the top 15, no use to make him, to seeing him more in these kind of squash matches. But if it goes long, it could be, could be interesting. So to me, I mean, uh, I do not think this is like co-main event material, but I think it's a good fight, to be honest. Uh, talking about fights that are not like main card material, we have Rodrigo Nascimento against Don Teo Maze. Uh, it's heavyweight. Th- these are like decent heavyweights, to be honest. Um, they're not awful. Uh, Dante May is obviously coming off the big win against Andrey Arlovsky. That uh, an Andrey Arlovski win still means something in twenty twenty three. How how crazy is that? We've been saying that Arlovsky's shot for for ten years now, more than ten years. I think we've been saying that Arlovski shot, and, and, and a win against him still means something because heavyweight's bad. And Arlovsky has done a good job of. Uh, frustrating prospects and newcomers with we a reliable old man style he's still decently athletic and big for the division even at his old age uh, what to expect from this fight uh, to be honest I don't know uh nacimento maybe gets the position but don Mac is more like more athletic more mobile and has like a big like uh, uh length advantage in this one but, but who knows, maybe Nassim gets some takedowns. Uh, before that, we have Kayo bohalio versus Abus Magomedov, and, and this one is good. This one is good. Um, Abus, I'm not sure if he's, like, super restable. Strickland did not try, like... Abus did try some takedowns against uh, Strickland, I think. Strickland, very good at getting back up, though. So yeah, interesting to see how Abus Magomedov uh, take down defense first against Caio Bojalio. Caio looked decent on the feet against uh, Michel Oleg in his last fight. Uh, I think he's developing very well. Uh, Surprised to see that neither of these guys are especially young. Uh, Caio is already 30 years old and Abus is 33. I thought both were younger, to be honest. And... Uh, yeah, Caio is a big dude, so I do not expect Abus to have like a, uh, a super pronounced uh, height and reach advantage here. Maybe a little bit, but but yeah, I mean, if I had to make a prediction, I'm expecting Caio to to get on top position and and just do his stuff. Uh, he he has good setups for his takedowns. he's very athletic to get the takedowns. And the other thing for Kayo is that Caio seems very smart and has a good feel for fighting and he has cardio and that's that's going to take him a long way in this uh middleweight division. But yeah, it's a good fight. Uh, a lot of people seem like super annoyed about this. Uh I'm of, I'm fine with this. Uh even though I was like exploded against Strickland, I do not think he looks like super bad before gassing. I think he's like quick, he's dangerous. Uh he's like a decent fighter. Uh just got like that on to serve main event, and he got <laughs> fired for it. But as we know, like, Strickland is very good, obviously, <laughs> he's the champion. And uh, yeah, and Caio, I'm very high on Caio as a prospect, so yeah, I mean, I'm fine with this fight, not terrible. Hudo for Vieira is fighting Armen Petrosian, and this one is very like uh, a specialist versus specialist, uh, obviously, Vieira Uh, A million times (laughs) Jiu-Jitsu champion. Uh, Coming off a win against Cody Brundage, that means less and less as time goes on. And Petrosian has looked super solid on his UFC run. He's only lost to Caio Bojalio. He has some impressive wins um, uh, against Gregory Rodriguez and against Christian Leroy Duncan on his last fight, so... So I mean, this one is all about about uh, if Viera can get the takedown, really, because uh, Petrosian is just the better striker by a long shot. He has cardio, and uh, he's decently athletic. I think I'm favoring Petrosian here. I'm guessing. I think uh, Kayo is uh, obviously not as a good top top game grappler as Vieira, but I would think in the context of MMA, Kayo is a way better wrestler than Rodolfo, and also a better striker to get in good positions to wrestle. So, so yeah, if I had to choose, I think I'm going with Petrosian here. We have Ismael Bonfin versus Vince Pichel. Uh, very good fight. Uh, it's redemption time for Ismael. Uh, Ismail looked very good in his debut. Uh, he looked fantastic, actually, in his debut against Terence McKinney. He looks like a million bucks. And then I thought he looked super bad against Benoit Saint-Denis. Uh, this is not because I don't like Benoit Saint-Denis. I think Saint-Denis on his part looked good in that fight. But I think Bonfield fought a terrible fight. A terrible fight. They're just standing there, getting kicked, uh, going for super wide counters that he was not going to get. Uh, the defensive wrestling was looking fine. And then he made like a super big mistake. Don't recall what it was right now. I think I talk about that in the in the podcast after that fight, but yeah. Uh, it's redemption time for Bonfim, but against a very tough opponent in Vince Pichel. Uh Pichelle, since losing to Gregor Gillespie, has looked super solid. Uh, getting wins against uh, Jim Miller, very impressive. Uh, Austin Howard was a good win, too. And... I'm not sure. I think Mark Madsen beat him in his last fight, even though he lost the decision. So, I mean, obviously this one is going to to be the guy's banging on the feet. Bonfim I expect to be the superior boxer, but Pichel is nasty with the elbows, with the knees, with the base. Uh, He can mix some wrestling too. He's super strong. So it would be interesting. Uh, Looking forward to this fight. Uh, I hope Bonfim looks good again and I don't have to hate him. Uh, still listed here, but I, I'm hearing I'm hearing rumors that this is cancelled. Uh, Elvis Brenner is fighting Stevan Ribovich. This fight is fantastic. I hope it happens. Uh, Elvis Brenner obviously coming off that tremendous comeback against Guram Cudatelace, very high-profile win for him, and Ribovic, um who had a very f- hard-fought fight against Loic Rachavov in his debut, uh, which was very close. And then he looked great against Kamala Kirk in his last fight. Uh, both guys are super exciting, super gritty. Uh, this one is action guaranteed. Uh, the, the, fight that, the fight that I'm most looking forward to, I hope it happens, to be honest. I hope this fight happens because it's so good. It's the best fight of the card. Daniel Marcos is fighting Victor Hugo. So Marcos is coming off that controversial uh, split decision against Davey Grant. I think that decision is defensible, to be honest. Uh, Grant obviously won the like the only clear round of the fight, but I think the other two could have very well gone to to Marcos. Uh, and on the other hand, we have Victor Hugo, the guy that won by Nivar on Contender Series just three weeks ago, and I do not remember that fight. Man, I, I'm pretty sure I, I watched that live, but uh, I do not remember. But, yeah, I mean, hopefully this one is exciting. Not sure what to think about this one. Eliseo Saleski Dos Santos is fighting Renat Fagredinov. Very good fight. Uh, Fagretinov, obviously, uh, a lot of people are super high on him, especially after, like, winning fights against um, Brian Battle and Kevin Lee. Oh, Kevin Lee, I do not put much stock on, to be honest. And against Brian Battle, to be honest, Renat, did not look that great. I mean, his wrestling looked amazing, but uh, from the position, he didn't do much. Uh, Jack Slack, I think, uh, said that uh, Brian Battle could have won that fight off his back if he just went crazy with the elbows. <laughs> I think I agree with that. And uh, from his part, Saleski is coming off a big win against Abu Bakr Nurmagomedov, a similar matchup to Renat. I think Renat is a better wrestler and has a better gas tank, but... but but I'm sure the striking seems close. Abu Khabar has been looking solid on the feet uh, lately. So, so yeah, i been excited for this one because Saleski uh, looked very solid defending takedowns against Anur Magomedov. So we'll see if he can transfer that same skill set to this Fagredino fight. Because he has a, a similar style to, to Abu, Abu Bakr, but I, I would say Fagredino is, like, better... Vitor Pretino is fighting Modestas Bukowskas. Um not sure what to think about this one. Uh, Petrino, obviously one of the best athletes in all of 205. He's a monster of a guy, uh, but he's super raw. And Bukowskas seems to have the game to punish these kind of guys. Uh, we saw him like winning against Zac against Tyson Pedro, uh, these very athletic guys. Uh, he just frustrates them. Uh, just being like solid technically, being a big dude, uh, being decently athletic too. The problem with Bukowski, is that he's a bit fragile, he doesn't like to get dirty exchanges, even though he's gritty, he has heart, Um, he gets a bit messy and can look a bit fragile, and Petrino, you know, has the the, the stupid power going on, and also Petrino very strong from top position, and he can push it with his strength, a lot of takedowns, so, I mean, this one is a good fight. Uh, Winner... Winner probably uh, looks to to do some stuff happening in 205. I don't know if these guys are... I don't think these guys are ranked right now. Uh, The winner probably should, to be honest. Angela Hill is fighting Denise Gomes. And this one is a good fight. This one is good. Uh, I like this fight. Uh, I mean, Angela is always dangerous for this kind of prospects. Uh, Gomes, obviously, is going to be like the the big puncher on this fight, but Angela is going to be the crafter, and he's also dangerous with the knees especially, it will be interesting if the fight goes late, because uh, Gomes, we've seen tire before, Angela used to tire a lot because of her style, but I think the gas tank is holding a lot better lately, Uh, one thing to consider though, is that Angela is uh, 38 years old right now, and, and maybe she's starting to decay, especially coming off of a, Big beat down as she were against Mackenzie Dern in her last fight, a fight that I think with a few adjustments could have been a lot more competitive because Angela was uh, the getting some stuff done in the clinch, especially But on the uh, the range striker. She never in the in the range striking she never got going because she was so scared of the takedown, I think. And then Mackenzie Dern obviously throws heat too. He she hits very hard, so Dern looked very good in that fight. So, yeah, I think I'm going with Angela here, but I'm not sure. And then we have uh, Montserrat Conejo Ruiz against Eduarda Moura. Um, Moura uh, coming off Contender Series. I do not remember her fight. And Montserrat Conejo uh, got walkover by Jacqueline Amorim in her last fight. And before that, she got, like, <laughs> check hooked by Amanda Lemos. And... Um, and yeah, I mean, I have no idea what's going to happen here. And the opening fight is Kawe Fernandez against Mark Diakiese. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen Kawe fight. And Diakiese still only 30 years old. But he's already getting into that old fighter territory. I think uh, the, the training camps have not been very very kind to Mark Jacquezzi, I think, because he looks a lot less athletic than he did uh, when he was a bit younger, when he got into the scene in the UFC, but, I mean, the card is not terrible, to be honest, but it's not, like, really good. Uh, main event just, at least is, like, important to the division, then we'll have the co-main event Gabriel Bufin versus Nicolas Dalby, it's probably going to be exciting, not going to complain about that, uh, the the other heavyweight fight, I do not care. Caio versus vs. Abus Magomedov is fine. Um, so is Viera vs. Armen Petrosian, so getting some movement uh, at 185, I'm not complaining about that. Ismail Bonfin vs. Prince Pichel is a good fight. One of the best ones, to be honest. I really hope Brenner vs. Ribovich happens. I did not talk about these guys. I talked about everyone else except the guys that I like. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, uh, just... I think I did not want to talk about it because I'm not sure if it's happening. I hope it does. But yeah, I mean, if you want to know more about Brennan and which I think I will do some threads about them on Twitter. So look forward to that. Uh, Daniel Marcos versus Victor Hugo, hopefully exciting. Saleski versus Fakradinov, a good fight at 170. Looking forward to that one. And yeah, the, yeah Angela Hill versus Denise Gomes is also a good fight. And the rest is like whatever. Um, and yeah, I think that's, that's the podcast, I think. Uh, what else is there to say? What else is there to say? Except that you guys need to remember that the Early Berlin Podcast is brought to you by X-Marshall. x Martial is a combat sport brand dedicated to supporting the jiu-jitsu community. Their goal is to create a fun training environment with unique and exciting designs and promote the gym culture we all love. x Martial offers a range of products, including rash guards, shorts, spats, geese, streetwear, and training equipment. Use code thefightsite to get a 10% discount on your order now. That's thefightsite, all caps, no spaces. And for the best deals and discounts, sign up to their mailing list and follow their socials. At ex marshal official, thank you ex marshal. Also remember, guys, that if you want to support the fight site as an ongoing project, you can support us on Patreon, Patreon.com/fightsite. slash For only three bucks, you can get access to our big catalog of exclusive content, including videos, articles, annotated videos, or alternate commentaries, all that kind of stuff. Also our Discord server, that is very cool, filled with cool people, uh, where you can talk about combat sports and other stuff. And you allow us to keep making more content for you. And lastly, but not least, remember guys that I still have a few slots, I think two, for commissions. I'm making video analysis commissions. For only 25 bucks, you can get a video, a custom video analysis on any three-round fight, be it kickboxing, Muay Thai, or MMA, well, I, I'll i discuss the tactics and strategies used by the winner fighter. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for your support. Uh, and I'll see you on Twitter. If you want guys to hit me up on Discord or anything, I'm always open to chat about fights or whatever. Thank you so much, guys. I'll catch you on the next one.